Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome to the Electrify News Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, America's largest e-mobility festival coming to five major cities in 2022. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Electrify Expo podcast. I am here with my good friend, Brent Seavey from Xcare. I am, of course, Joe Boris. And uh, Brent and I have had a real fascinating 10, 11 minute conversation here that we didn't record. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. Let's try this again. Uh, Brent, for those of you who don't know him, he is a uh, an OG Tesla guy. We worked together very briefly for uh, uh, many years ago. And um, but you were actually their first ever sales guy. Yes, yes. I was the first used salesperson. Used salesperson, at, sure, at sure. Tesla I actually helped to set up the remarketing department there back in 2015. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a hell of a ride. But yeah, the first one, they gave me the entire United States and a list of phone numbers and said, call these people and sell them a car. <laughs> <laughs> we were well, literally I mean, that organized at that yeah. point. No, well, I, and you, you know, had from the sales perspective, anyway, we helped to set it up. Yeah, but you had at one point, this is this is my favorite part of the story. You had, uh, I think it was a Tesla Roadster and then serial number num- 007 in your office? Yes, yes. Uh, Model S uh, uh, founder 00007 was parked about 30 feet from my desk and an original Roadster was parked right next to my desk. And uh, yeah, it was kind of neat. I, I had literally the seventh uh, produced Model S, you know, that I used to go past and spill my coffee on every day. But uh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was pretty cool. We literally started the used car department at Tesla in a garage. No kidding, in a garage. We had a garage door down the end that, you know, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. I mean, you know, you you hear about all these guys like in from the early days of like Henry Ford and the early days of Harley Davidson, right? And it's like, oh, this was guy was like the the first guy to ever work on the cylinder head, and like you know, you're you're one of those OG Tesla guys, and I know you've you've done. You recently did my buddy's podcast, Brandon. Yes, yes, yes. That was a lot of fun, actually. He's a very cool guy, and uh, yeah, had a nice uh, had a nice chat. I think I talked too much, but then again, you know, when you're in sales, if you don't talk too much, you start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so in love with the sound of my own voice. I started a podcast. <laughs> well, I've been told I have a face for radio, so I'm glad this is a non-video podcast that works out pretty well. <laughs> That's uh, that that hits surprisingly close to home. <laughs> well, so. The, the reason you're here, number one, we've been talking about getting you on the show now, I think, for over a year. So I'm glad it finally happened. But I think the, the impetus for all this, uh, is that the right word? That sounds right. Yeah, impetus. Yeah, impetus yeah you don't right. have to take a pill for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've got a, a president in the White House, uh, Joe Biden, whatever you think of him or, or don't think of him, uh, I, I think it's at least interesting from the point of view of e-mobility from the point of view of people who are in the auto industry that he's giving, he seems to be giving a lot of credit to general motors, to Ford and to a lot of automakers for kind of leading the charge towards electrification. Um, But there's one word that he really won't say. And uh, Brent, why won't he say Tesla? Well, you know, um, well, first off, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty apolitical, so I, I really, you know, I really don't care who's in the White House. I think that money runs the world and uh, and, and whoever's, you know, seated 
you know, whoever lives in the White House really has less of an impact than we'd probably like to think. But um, I, I've got a kind of a redemptive, redemptive analogy that'll help to understand why Biden won't say Tesla. Um, my brother years ago used to build show cars and race cars, and uh, and he built some amazing stuff. I mean, show winning cars, hundred point show winners, uh, the, you know, daily drivers, drag cars, and and one time he built up this. Uh, I think it was his, uh, he had a '69 Camaro that he chopped and channeled and had about 850 horsepower to the road. And I, this I, thing was just amazingly stupid fast, and. It was going to be featured in one of these national magazines, a car and driver road and track. I don't know, one, one, of, the, one of the big magazines. And they did this full write-up, this full photo shot of, of the car and everything and, and all the awards. And they did an interview with him. It's really quite neat. And they called him shortly before the issue was going to come out and said, uh, we're sorry, but your car is actually not going to be in next month's issue. It's going to be in the issue after next month. And he's, he was disappointed, but he, he asked why. And they said, well, next month we're featuring the Dodge Viper and your car is actually faster than the Viper. And the folks at Dodge gave us an awful lot of access. And they just basically asked us if we wouldn't mind uh, foregoing the article on your car until the next month because they didn't want it in the same magazine. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it was a little bit of a disappointment, but his car was in the month afterwards and everything. And it was it was it was cool and fun. But uh the, the idea is, is that, you know, the, the Democratic Party for a long time has has enjoyed the largesse of the uh, of the UAW and, uh, and other unions. And because of that, they're in they're in kind of a, a bad position because Tesla factories, as, as we're all pretty much aware, are not non-union factories. And so. When that's one of the reasons, depending yeah. on who you talk to, that's one of the reasons that they're able to move as quickly as they do and adapt as quickly as they do. Again, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it, a competitive it, advantage. It is. It, it can be a very competitive advantage because although unions have done a lot of good and a lot of bad over the years, and I, I don't think the show's about that, but <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it's a brave uh, new world, man. We can make it about whatever we want. <laughs> we can. We can. We we are. We have the controls. Um, <laughs> so you know, if if you receive an awful lot of money and an awful lot of support uh, from someone and that someone is not included in the production of something else. Uh, you know, I, I could see how that could be an uncomfortable place for you to include that someone else in your public proclamations, in your summit meetings and such. But, you know, the, the thing I have a hard time with is not picking winners and losers. That, that happens every day. Uh, yes. in government and in society. Listen, you tax one thing, you don't tax another one. People gravitate towards a thing that's not taxed because it's cheaper and it's whatever. Yeah. And yeah. so and so governments have, have always picked winners and losers. They, they've picked the petroleum industry to be a winner for 100 years now. So if, if you think that governments haven't picked winners and losers, they have for an awful long time, longer than any of the people. I mean, you and I, you and I both served or had friends and family who served in the Middle East specifically yeah. because we've decided that petroleum was going to be a winner for the last hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and we've geared our entire society towards, uh, towards petroleum uh, for generations now, but right. um, so at the end of the day, uh, Biden won't say Tesla because Tesla is non-union and 
the, the folks that he's quite beholden to for funding and support uh, are unions, and, and that's not going to change. But the, the fact that I find kind of interesting is, is not necessarily, you know, that, that kind of scenario. But the idea is that Tesla is a recognized global leader in an industry where they have created tens of thousands of jobs. They're building manufacturing plants around the world. They are turning America into the EV leader of the world. And yet somehow Mary Barra gets to stand on a stage with the president of the United States and get called a leader and leading the charge when General Motors, last I checked, delivered less EVs in Q4 2021 than Rivian. <laughs> General Motors actually issued more press releases about EVs than in they Q4 actually, than they delivered. delivered cars. Yeah, and and like you know, I I don't I don't want to say that, right? Because I I I would love to be beholden to General Motors for their money and their sponsorship. So I don't want to say that too loud, but sure. I mean that's the reality, right? And it it's it's funny to see this kind of reality distortion field in effect from a source that at least over the last four or five years, for whatever reason, has proclaimed itself to be the anti-distortion field, the the pure reality party, yes. right? Yes. You know, like yes. we are the party of science. We are the party that believes the numbers and looks at the math, and we're not the party of propaganda. And uh, by the way, we're going to ignore this company that is worth more than every other automaker combined, yes. happens to be made in the USA with a pro-USA guy who's talking about this could never be done in another country. Um, you know, I mean, you would think it'd be the success story of the ages, right? You've got an immigrant who comes over. And he starts this company, he, he, you know, runs down the clock, he's saving the planet, he's giving away his patents, but, um, you know, we can't say his name because the unions don't like him. And, and uh, I, I think, you know, left, right, up, down, wherever you are on the political spectrum, if you don't think that something is at the very least unusual about this, I, I think that uh, maybe that's a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I think what it speaks to at the end of the day um, is, is a lot bigger issue. And that issue is is whether or not Joe Biden is the president for everybody or he's the president for the people that are, that agree with his party and that and that agree with his sponsors. And, and I agree with his sponsors. That yeah. <laughs> wow. Basically, yeah. I mean, if, if people give you money, they're sponsoring you. And yeah. So, if, if the Democratic Party is sponsored by the by the unions and and they're funded to a large degree by unions, mm -hmm. then uh, then let's call a spade a spade. Let's call it what it is. But then don't come into office saying that you're going to be everybody's president and that you're going to be a unifying force, and yet do something so blatantly partisan in front of everybody. And not only that, but the Build Back Better, right? Which, by the way, should be sent to the Better Business Bureau because it's an absolutely <laughs> It's an absolutely biased program away from Tesla. How do you literally write a law? How do you literally write a law that says that if your car is built in a union factory, you can get a greater uh, incentive on that car? 
how do you literally write a law that 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 they didn't even try and hide it? They didn't even try and like like put in like uh, these you know enterprise zones and these zip codes where you know the car would have to be built you know and and, and try and make some story about how it's economic development for <laughs> impoverished areas of the right, United States. Right, right. I mean, I'm sure somebody could have figured out where the Tesla plants were at and excluded those areas as as you know in a but subtle no, way. They literally put it right in the law. Yeah. If it's built in a union factory, you can get more money. My God. I mean, don't even try to hide it. It's like that song, Wasn't Me, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. You this is hide it. You're literally out in plain sight saying, if you buy from a unionized factory, you can get a larger incentive. Oh. My God. This, uh, are you, Bill? I don't know. We might know. have to edit this just because it's way too smart for our brand. <laughs> This is, this is usually this is usually much more we just talk out of our rear ends and every once in a while get it right but uh this is why i've had such a tremendous respect for you over the last seven eight years that we've known each other because i i always have this like kind of throwaway comment of like haha isn't that funny and then i get a well-reasoned response in like four or five paragraphs and i just walk away going oh damn i feel smarter now i must have <laughs> And like, I don't want to be smarter, man. Ignorance is bliss. I, I feel I feel bad for you if you're smarter walking away from me because I, I don't know. I don't know. I I, oh. you know, I, I have this uh, I have this uh, coworker and, and very very dear friend of mine, Malad, and uh, we've worked at the used car uh, department at Tesla for for many years together, and now we work together at at Xcare. But uh, Malad is one of those people that he's like mental caffeine. He's yeah. literally like a gigantic triple shot latte of like brain power. And when you talk to him, you you come away almost dizzy sometimes. The brother is just that smart. And and I love just sitting and talking and drinking with him because he's just one of those people that that he he's an incredible polymath too. I mean, he's got his he's got his his mitts on so many different things and he understands so many different things and he brings such a perspective to things. Um yeah, so I I, I know kind of I, I i'm now i'm now i'm exercising an awful lot of pride when i say i must you must feel the way i feel when i talk to him because he's like <laughs> stratospheres above me and i don't mean to put myself in that position in front of you <laughs> it's uh you know it wouldn't be a fall if there was no pride before it <laughs> yeah exactly thank you pride cometh before a fall and 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 a, and, and a haughty heart breeds destruction or something yeah oh. my favorites <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about another favorite. You made a comment. You said the word Xcare. So yeah. for the people listening who don't know this, Xcare is a company that's out there. They do uh, they handle extended warranty and other kind of finance products, uh, primarily for Tesla is how you guys started out. But now you're you're for all EVs. Well, yes, yes. Uh, we're for all EVs. Uh, we have a strong and you know emphasis on Tesla just because they're the 800 pound gorilla in the room, even right. though Biden can't pronounce the word. Um, <laughs> but yes, they are the 800 pound gorilla. They do produce and, and deliver more EVs than anyone else. So they, you know, but they're not leading the charge. GM is, I'm sorry, am I retrograde here? <laughs> Anyways, um, tell yeah. us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. Tell, tell us what really pisses you off. But yeah, um, when when I was at Te- I'll give you a little background. When I was at Tesla in the remarketing department, we we helped to set up the remarketing department at Tesla. Being about five or six other people started it off. And um, when we were selling these used Teslas, we were 
giving warranties with them naturally when we were selling them, you know, from Tesla. And I would get calls all the time and they'd say, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy my mom's Tesla or I'm buying my cousin's Tesla. I wanna bring it to a service shop and, and get an inspection so I can buy a warranty for it. And I, I'd have to tell them, that, well, I'm sorry, but Tesla only warranties the cars that they sell. And they said, well, okay, well, that, so you won't sell me a warranty? I said, I can't sell you a warranty. We're not set up to warranty cars that we don't sell. Well, can you refer me to somebody that will? Uh, no, nobody has an extended warranty. Right. And it's not that you didn't want to help. There was nobody, I wanted, there was nobody I wanted there. really bad, but, but it helped me in a, in a, in a, in a weird way. It helped me as well because I was selling these cars and, and being remunerated quite handsomely for it. So, you know, being, having that exclusive access to cars with warranties, used cars with warranties was, was uh, pretty amazing, but yeah, nobody, nobody in the warranty space was, was covering these cars. And so, um, it became quite apparent to us over the course of time that if we were going to continue on with the Tesla mission, if we were going to continue to try and put more and more people in electric vehicles, somebody was going to have to solve for that X. Somebody was going to have to create a warranty, an extended Just warranty. Just figured it out. Solve for X. Yeah, solve for X. X care. And now it's X care. Oh, yeah. man. Somebody has to solve for that X. <laughs> and so awesome. we... And so I, I like to say we did. I, di I didn't develop the product. That that was the brainchild of, of KJ Gimbel and uh, Emila Dabuti and our partners at Endurance Dealer Services. But um, but I, I proudly represent it, and I speak of it as if I own it. But, yeah, yeah we developed You fly that. the flag. I fly the flag. I fly the flag in a big way, yeah. Um, because it's just what it is, it helps us to – keep going with the Tesla mission. You know, we all worked really, really hard at Tesla. We all, uh, you know, poured our blood, sweat and tears into the company. And, and upon leaving the company, we still love the company. We still own a lot of stock and we, and we want to, we want to help the community. And so when we set up X care, we basically set it up for all those people out there that were buying cars on the used market or were outside of Tesla warranty and, and, and weren't able to, uh, to get extended covers. Um, and then Tesla came out with the Model 3 and the Model Y and didn't even offer the extended warranty on either one of those. So there, well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Model Model Y and Model 3 do not have access to Tesla's extended warranty at all, the extended service agreement, the ESA. So wow. you've got these tremendously uh, popular, successful products now that are being delivered in the hundreds of thousands that yep. don't have access to extended warranty from Tesla at all. So what we did is we took the extended service agreement from Tesla, we carbon copied over all of the exclusions into X-Care, and we opened it up to everybody. We democratized it basically. So S, X, 3, Y, all available with X-Care, and also uh, extended it to other products. So now we cover the ID4, Polestar, uh, Ford Mach-E, um, you know, just, just a plethora of other products. It's uh, it's been it's been quite a journey to this point, and uh, and we're just yeah we're we're growing by leaps and bounds. One of the things that really makes us unique is the fact that um, we work very very well with Tesla service process. I was going to bring that up. You guys are accepted at the actual Tesla repair centers. Yeah, yeah. Because of the fact that we didn't set up X Care as a as a typical legacy extended warranty. Tesla does not deal with extended warranties. They right. just won't. They they're not gonna they're not gonna get into any kind of billing. They're not going to, you know, 
they they pay at service checkout. If you don't pay at service checkout, you don't get the keys to your car. That's it. And so there's no kind of like take the car and we'll bill your insurance company, we'll bill your extended warranty company. No, it's not. It's never going to happen with Tesla. They don't accept it. Uh, inspectors into the shop. They won't send photographs. They won't use non-OEM parts. They won't leave your car parked out back for three or four days while some approval process happens. They don't cotton any of that crap. They don't cut their their hourly rate from 190 down to 105 or 95 or whatever your warranty is going to pay. They don't do any of that. Right. So end game is we set up Xcare to be more like a payment service. So you go through the service process as normal. At the end of the process, basically send over the service invoice. We pay for the covered amount minus your hundred dollar deductible. Period. So we're just another credit card. And there's not, there hasn't been a service center yet that has said, no, no, keep your filthy money. They just don't want all the extra work. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they don't want somebody sending them out with a camera to take a picture of something up underneath a car somewhere. They're not going to do that. But oh, they, and they shouldn't they have stuff. to, right? I mean, you have yeah. a certified repair center and there's trust with the company and there's that trust should go both ways. And you know, if it gets abused, it gets handled. Um, yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but there was something that you said a minute ago that kind of like, you know, triggered something like I'm not smart, but I have a good memory. So sometimes it seems like I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not so, smart, but I have a good memory. Part of being smart is having a good memory. My <laughs> that's what I, that's what I have sold you on. I had lunch 20 minutes years. ago. I don't even remember what I ate. <laughs> oh. So about, uh, I'm going to say about a month ago, you and I had a conversation via chat about the ESA. That's that's Tesla's extended service agreement, the ESA. And you said that you couldn't get an ESA on the Model 3 and the Model Y. And I thought to myself, we were just talking about this. And they changed the verbiage on the ESA to say that you can't buy it for a Model S and X. So I was going to like, I was going to pick on you and say like, aha, you got that wrong. You got the wrong too. But it's both. Like you, yeah, you can't. It's both. Yeah, you you can imagine being my business, right? I keep an eye on everything. And so the extended service agreement web page from Tesla about two or three weeks ago uh, had a strange change in the verbiage. Uh, It used to be that you own a Model S or an X within the original factory warranty, you get extended service agreement. Now it says if you own a Model S built before February of 2021, you may be eligible for extended service agreement. So, so what if what if your Model S was built in March of 2021? Then you're not. Period. Wow. But you can't like, get the extended service agreement now for any Tesla built after February of 2021. Oh. And they just and and there was no press release. Well, they can't have a press release. I mean, why would you have a they press have release? For that? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but it's like somebody just went in, typed this up, hit enter. And then slowly tiptoed out of the room backwards and closed the door quietly. Good for them. People have been reaching out to me going, hey, I just noticed that I can't get an extended warranty for my brand new Model S Plaid. And I'm like, well, yes, you can. That's why you're talking to me. Like, no, no, I can't get it from Tesla anymore. I'm like, yeah, you can't. That's why you're talking to me. (laughs) That's why you're talking to me. And, and, and the thing is, Tesla doesn't want to be in the warranty business. They just don't. They want to build cars. They want to deliver cars. They want to build rockets. You know, SpaceX wants to build rockets. And, you know, and they, they don't have any appetite for warranty because, because it's, it's messy and it's admin. And it's, and it's not only that, but when you buy an extended warranty from Tesla, 
those funds are locked up until the end of that extended warranty. So say you buy you buy an extended warranty when you buy your Tesla, and it's for eight years, 100,000 miles total. So it's four years factory warranty, four years extension, right? Sure. For eight years, those funds have to sit on Tesla's books unrecognized until the end of the warranty. Wow. Right, yeah. because they can't spend it. They can't spend it. They don't it. know how much they have left until they the end can't of the declare it. They can't declare it as money. They can't really spend it because they have to have reserves for the warranty. But not only that, but during that eight-year period, they have to administrate this warranty. Right. They have to fix your car. They have to pay the service. They have to, do, you know, they they have to make the parts. They have to do all of this stuff that they can't expense until the end of the warranty. That they can't recognize those funds for eight years. So they don't want to be in that business, and I don't blame them. If, yeah. if you're not a warranty company, why would you want to? be in the warranty business, right? Right. Well, and it's funny that you say that because like, I, I was just thinking like, you know, one of the things that Elon Musk is really good at, you know, it, say whatever you want to say about the guy, but one of the things that he is really good at is eliminating distractions, right? Yes. It's like PR department, marketing department. This is all a distraction. I don't need them to tell me how to build a car. I'm going to build a car that I think is cool. And if other people think it's cool, they'll buy it. If they don't, I'm not going to try to convince them that it's cool. Do your exactly. thing. So that that to me seems like a distraction the warranty thing i don't get the sense that teslas are made more poorly than they were in the past i get i actually have the impression that teslas are getting better with each iteration that they're getting a little bit more well built that the q in a lot of ways they are yeah, yeah a lot the of qc ways is better the paint is better than it was yep. two three years ago yep. um so i i think that critics would jump on this and say well that's because they know their cars aren't as good or they know it's not going to be profitable. I don't buy that. I think that this, I think that this is exactly what you said. This is another distraction and it, you know, he doesn't need to be in that business. So why is he going to be in that business? Yeah. Yeah. If, if something isn't profitable, then why would you do it? And, yeah. and the thing is, if, if it's just something that's going to create more admin, more support headaches, and more bad press too. Every time that that the extended service agreement denies a claim, somebody's blogging about it. Pulling me over again, you know. Oh God, you should. And I love the forums. Don't get me wrong; I'm very, very active on Tesla Motors Club forum. Uh, I love the outreach to the community that it is. But there, there are a lot of people on there that just want to spew venom every time Tesla does something. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're in the, it. it you know, the original factory warranty, you can basically just cover everything, just 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 take care of people, coddle them, fix their cars, whatever you got to do during that original factory warranty period, and leave the extended warranties to other people, leave the headaches to other people, leave the leave the admin and the and the costing and all that to other people, then it, it makes sense. Um and so because of the fact that XCare exists allows basically Tesla to back out of extended warranty because before XCare existed, there really was no decent extended warranty that worked well with Tesla's processes. Now that XCare is here, Tesla can basically slowly back out of the room, you know, because they don't want to be a part of it anyways. Yeah. Do you, do you foresee a future where somebody comes up with a, proper service model or maybe where tesla spins off the service departments uh i don't think they'll ever spin off the service departments just because 
that that's a level of control that you really want to have. And plus, you do need to support the cars during at least the initial, you know, four year warranty period. And nobody's ever going to buy a car without a warranty. They just not. No, 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 no. I mean, Candy's starting to figure that out in Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So I mean, which which is weird because that's actually a fun little car, you know, in, in the sense that it's a glorified golf cart that if you choose to take it seventy miles an hour, will go seventy miles an hour. But uh, <laughs> yeah, people are a little no, I, I think justifiably sketchy about that. Um, yeah, man. You know, I, I I think we've got a show there. I just wanted to um, just kind of say number one, thank you for being a part of it. I know we've talked about it for a long time i'm glad it finally happened what can we do to sort of return the favor for being on the show how can we tell our listeners to check out what you're doing do they go to xcare.com do they go oh you know i'll is it a different website do you have social media how do they you know get behind what you're doing and support what you're doing well, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it, from a due diligence perspective, definitely check out Tesla Motors Club forums. A lot of lot of stuff up there on on Xcare as well. Um, but yeah, they can check us out at accelerateauto.com slash x dash care. I'm gonna spell it out for you: x c e l e r a t e a u t o dot com slash x dash care c-a-r-e um it, that that takes you right to the x care page um if you want uh, no hassle no no haggle quote just uh, go down to the custom quote button and uh and and we'll we'll get right with you but um yeah no it's been it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you it's been it's been a lot of fun um yeah x care basically exists to support our community you know, just like, just like uh, a lot of uh, spinoffs from Tesla that are out there supporting the community and helping the environment. Um, and our, basically our North Star is to take care of our people, just to take care of our people. And that's what we're here for. So if we can awesome. help take care of you, keep you in your Tesla, we're, uh, we're here for you. <laughs> Wonderful. And there's, there's one more thing that I wanted to bring up uh, before you go. There is in Chicago, I just got turned on to these guys. It's uh, a used car dealership that is, uh, all, all, uh, at least they initially started out as all used Teslas, right? Oh, are you talking about Current Automotive? Yeah, these guys are your buddies, right? Yeah, Current Automotive was actually started by a, a couple of OGs as well. Um, Seneca Geese, uh, who's now with Sirius Aircraft, uh, he he helped to start Current Automotive with uh, with uh, Trip Jacobs uh, from the Jacobs uh, Auto Group family. Oh, nice. And uh, they recently moved over to their new digs on Ogden Avenue in Hinsdale. Um, they were out here in Naperville, and they moved into their new location in Hinsdale. Um, yeah, great bunch of guys. They know their stuff. Uh, they actually sell X Care with uh, with the used uh, Teslas and used EVs that they sell. Um, very very smart. I, the thing I've always liked about Current is is they stay current on the space. Uh. Yeah, I know, right? Um, they they really do. They they're they're staffed by experts that really love the space and they love EVs and they love Tesla and 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 all things electric and and when you talk to them, it's every bit as much an education as it is a sale. Uh, they they really want to make sure that when you buy an EV that you know what you're doing, that you're well equipped to to to, to own one, that you that you understand the costs associated. And they'll help you, you know. They'll they'll refer you know electricians to to set up charging in your house, or they'll they'll show you all kinds of different apps where you can find the places all over the place where you can charge your car. So these guys are really 
they're enthusiasts. And, and, and I really like that and respect that because listen, any, any trained monkey can sell you a car. Um, but, but helping somebody to purchase an EV and helping them to enter into a, a space that they're uh, uncomfortable or at least a lot of people profoundly unaware of, um, it's just, it's just a real, it's a, it's a mission and they treat it that way. So no, I love the guys at current, um, and uh, yeah, love love that you're supporting them as well. They're they're, they're yeah. We yeah. want to get we want to get them on the show. I think they're they're going to be hopefully the next guest because those guys are doing great work out there. And uh, you know, funny enough, they're not far from us. We should uh, the next time you and me get together, we should go out there and say hi to those guys. Yeah, we should like bring beer. Dude, absolutely. That's a, now, now that's a show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Brett. I appreciate it. Joe, it's been a pleasure, man. The Electrify Expo podcast is brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, America's largest e-mobility festival featuring the hottest electrified brands and products in the e-mobility sector. The Electrify Expo is coming to five major cities in 2022, so be sure to subscribe and don't miss out. Thanks for listening to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV and Follow along on social media for daily clips and more.